I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickard. And this is Dispatches from, from Fort, Fort awesome, awesome, a news, a news radio, radio podcast. In synchrony with Jen <laughs> On the ether. Chip, 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 Hi. Hi. Our guest this week is Tavy. Yay! How are you, Tavy? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Doing do great. I'm, try, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to be quiet until I ask a question because I don't want to step on anybody. Like you said, Jason, I don't know if this is gonna. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be difficult. I'm also going to try and shut the fuck up because I tend to not be able to. Um, Tavy, yeah. you're the only person I think I've uh, ever met as a result of a DVD commentary. Huh. <laughs> Is that the thing that, that brought us together, the DVD commentary? Yeah, because I listened to all the news radio commentaries and they kept saying this Tavy person. And I'm sure... I, I was like, oh, she's a fan. Oh, and they know her name. And I'm sure I was jealous immediately. But then I found out you really existed and you're on the internet. Yeah, I'm a real person who's also an inside joke amongst television producers. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I think out of everyone, I think you're the most name drop person from any writer, uh, cast member, anybody who's been on our, our podcast talking about it. It's very exciting for me. It's the only thrill I get. <laughs> and if they don't i'm like so you know tavy was saying and then they're like, oh tavy and so they get excited about it so i don't My know why they turn into wallace sean when they do it they do though every time it's weird uh so let's do this so you're okay so you're not only a, a person you are um you're a pr engine for kids in the hall Yes, I, I run this. I, I created and maintained their only unified web presence because somebody had to do it. <laughs> that is very I was true. online a lot anyway, so it just sort of came together over the past 20 years that I would do that for them. Wait, so you're saying a bunch of drunk Canadians couldn't get their shit together in the 90s? <laughs> 50-something comedians could not figure out how to uh, put out updates on their uh, work. <laughs> so I, I think it's safe to say you are solely responsible for the show coming back to Amazon, right? It's all me. It's all me. <laughs> it's literally, they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I like to think that I was um, one of the many voices clamoring for this and helped get the clamor to the right people, but mm -hmm. yeah. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> How did you? I'm going to ask this through. Oh, God, my throat's so dry. Uh, I apologize. I'm a terrible broadcaster, Tavy. Um, I want to know how you came to uh, Kids in the Hall, which I'm then assuming led you to your love of news radio. It's true. that It did happen in that order. I was, let me see, in the, I don't care. Everybody knows everything about me on the internet, so it's not <laughs> hiding anything. I've been on the internet since I was 13. 
Uh, so when I was 14 or so, or 15, so 1994, 1995, I uh, was just discovering Kids in the Hall. It was on CBS in the middle of the night, and I was up late. And I was also just getting online and discovering there are people you can talk to in the middle of the night when you can't sleep <laughs> in various places. Um, and then I was like, hmm, let me type Kids in the Hall in and just discovered uh, the Kids in the Hall news group on Usenet, which was a big thing back in the early 90s for discussions on the internet before social media. Uh -huh. So I just started posting there a lot. <laughs> and that's how I think I discovered news radio was coming um, and got very excited that this new show with Dave Foley, who at the time was my favorite, they're all my favorite, now I have no favorites, but <laughs> Dave was my favorite. And, and so I remember getting very excited. And back then we'd all have, you know, blank VHS tapes and tape everything off the television. I, I'm sure some of you guys are familiar mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. and yeah. So I had, I, I think I have every first run news radio on VHS from just watching it live every week as it aired. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> it's in my dad's house. I mean, that's a lot of tapes, but uh -huh. Uh, yeah, and so then it when the News Radio News Group cropped up, which I didn't create it, but I was one of the early people who were on it, um, we just naturally started converging there after the show every week to talk about it, and it became just a great online community. I met the most fantastic people, some of the best friends of my life. It was literally life-changing because I was, you know, a teenager at the time and just meeting friends this way. Um and yeah, I guess I have a very memorable name. Uh -huh. So I posted a lot. I was, you know, 15, 16 when the show was starting. Uh, and and uh, people remembered me. So I became sort of a big name on there. And when uh, the cast and crew would lurk and, and read along and very occasionally post, um, they would, you know, say hi to me because I was the big name there who <laughs> was posting a lot. <laughs> That's Dude. basically how it worked. Do you remember who the first cast member or writer or creator who was that that you were like, oh crap, people are people I, are actually noticing what's I, going on? I believe Lou Morton was the first person to post, and I think if I recall correctly, he posted something that he thought he was emailing to someone. <laughs> <laughs> kind of made a little dig at me in the post. It's like a good-natured, like, oh, I hope Tavy doesn't email me to death or, or something. <laughs> and then he apologized profusely when he <laughs> I was just thrilled to be mentioned. <laughs> I, was not, I did not take to emailing people profusely, so you can ask anyone. Um, Dave um, was the only cast member, I think, to ever post on the news group, and he posted through me. I just <laughs> sent an email saying, Tavy, can you post this for me? And it was after the show had ended and we were all in deep mourning and that news group became this like, you know, support group for people <laughs> who were upset about the show being canceled. <laughs> and that's when, like, I think that's when most of the posts came up. So Josh Lee finally posted, uh, Alan Higgins posted. I don't remember if Paul ever did, uh, Paul Sims ever did, but uh, yeah, it wasn't too many, but we knew they were there. We knew they were reading. We had sort of, little hints that would show up on the show that made us think, oh, maybe maybe that's a news group reference. Oh, my God. Like, huh. what? Wow. Do you, can you remember any? There's only one that comes to mind. I think there were more than one. I mean, this is, like, more than 20 years ago, and my I'm 40 sure. now, and my mind is decaying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but one that I remember is that we had sort of a little uh, ritual when new people would join the news group, which is we would take them up to this, you know, we, sh we shared this imaginary conceptual space, so we took them up to what we called the tree fort. <laughs> 
um, which I think <laughs> was a, a Bare Naked Lady song. Because <laughs> remember, it was the 90s. Sure. Because <laughs> um, I think tree fort is a very Canadian sort of construction. I'm not sure if I'm right about that, but we never called a tree house a tree fort when I was a kid. So it was huh. very specific to us to call it a tree fort. And in the, is it is it Bill Moves On? Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy talks about um, spending the night in his tree fort. That's referenced funny we don't know for sure that that was for us but we liked we news group denizen the News radio like to think that was a sly shot i, I feel like you had to, i mean that had to have been inspired i just can't i can't see that not That's... i mean i hope though that the tree fort was a big thing we would drag people up to the tree fort to crown them <laughs> you're a very welcoming nerdy people. <laughs> so i i hope it was i actually don't want to know if it wasn't of course. So never tell me, uh, Paul. Writers, don't 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 let me know if that's not true because I just want to live in that. It is um, <laughs> equally magical, yes or no. I think it's perfect. It, that's a beautiful coincidence, if not. Exactly. It's it's a lovely thing either way. That's fucking great. I love that so much. Um, so I want to know, like, at that point, so you're 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 already emailing with emailing emailing with Dave. Um, w- uh, was that just like a hey, I'm a big fan. Uh, and I, I'm happy to do bits of communication on your part. Were you already handling some of their stuff at this point? I wasn't officially handling anything at that point, but I was, I had, it, D, Dave first emailed me in 96 um, when I, after I had accidentally met him on a family trip to Toronto and was really embarrassed about it. Uh-huh. I was so embarrassed. And he recognized my name. I was with a friend and she was like, there's Dave, let's go say hi to him. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm, I was literally wearing a kids in the hall t-shirt. And I was like, you can't do this. No, please. Uh, but my friend really, was really gregarious and confident and beautiful. And she was like, let's go say hi to him. So we did. And he was so gracious and so sweet. So Dave, you know Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wants everybody to feel comfortable. So I was so nervous and apologetic when I met him for the first time um, that he emailed me. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. And so we wouldn't email, you know, often, but every once in a while we would exchange an email. And um, I was, I would occasionally give him tips <laughs> <laughs> about how to use the internet. <laughs> um, you know, he's not a computer. But he's he's fine on his own now, but you know, back then. And um, I just seemed like a natural person, I think, to pass the message on to because I had a lot of credibility in the news group. Yeah. People was in contact with Dave and had met him a few times at that point. Um, but I wasn't officially handling anything until uh, the kids in the hall went on tour in 2000. Oh, okay. And oh, that's wow. when their publicist uh, became a real good friend of mine and started bringing me along and letting me help out with stuff. And it just naturally grew from there. Is that what became same guys, new dresses, or is it different? That's same guys, new dresses. Yep. That's okay. The yeah. It's a delightful right. document. There's a delightful documentary about that whole tour. Are you in that documentary? I'm now thinking. I'm not in it. I, not in it. I okay. just remember it as if I were on that tour. It's like watching a home movie. It's so fantastic. It's it's. I just rewatched it a few weeks ago, and it's it holds up beautifully for oh, me. Good. How it holds up for the real world. <laughs> for kids in the hall fans, it's a beautiful documentary. You're probably going to hate this question, but do you have a favorite sketch or top five favorite sketches for kids in the hall? Ooh, I hate this question. Yep. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's whatever I feel like that particular day. Lately, I've been That's really fair. loving the ensemble things where it's all five of them. Mm. So there's mm-hmm. a classic 
one called Two Reg, where they're all standing around mourning a friend who's died. And I just think that might be one of the most perfectly written sketches of all time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't tell you my very favorite. They're all my favorite. That's fine. <laughs> you can't pick a favorite child, Tavy. You know? They're all my babies. Of course. Um, uh, didn't you see Sophie's Choice, Jason? No, I didn't. <laughs> I've made plenty of references to it, um, but no, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Um, you know, <laughs> frolicking good time. You want to cheer yourself up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seems like this is the right time, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hilarious. So what was your, Tavy, what was your first impression of news radio? I mean, obviously you were biased, same as I was. I was biased because of Phil Hartman. You're biased because of Dave Foley. But how did you actually feel when that show premiered? I absolutely loved it from the jump. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was totally biased, but immediately everybody who was on it, I fell in love with. I thought these are the most brilliant people. (laughs) I mean, it just happened to be true. But I was ready. I will admit, I was ready to love it. Phil Hartman, you know, yeah. obviously, uh, a genius who I adored as well from Saturday Night Live. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was great. That that Greg guy was weird in the pilot, but he <laughs> went away soon. <laughs> I won't tell him you said he was weird. Um... No, he was great. <laughs> the world is Carmen San Diego. I know that is a very good question. It's a que- I I have been asking him. I'm like I I want to get I want to see if he's gotten any of those jackets because I want one of those jackets that the kids got to wear. My class went to a taping of that. I remember. Oh uh, my gosh, I'm jealous. Yep. My classmates were competing. Oh, um, so I was not, but it was still fun to watch. He was very he's very good. Yeah. And little did you know, eventually he'd get replaced by Ray Romano and he'd get replaced by Joe Rogan. Ugh, can you imagine? <laughs> yes, no, and it's no. a weird it's weird. Uh, we wanted and we never did it. I really wanted to do an April Fools episode of this podcast where we just acted as though he had been cast as Joe and then it just went that way. <laughs> uh, it's a stupid uh, idea. Jeez, all the aliens. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz he also would have been a conspiracy theorist because of <laughs> uh I love that idea. Um, <laughs> so, so then the news group startup, which I'm, I'm jealous I was not a part of. Um, I probably thought it was too cool for school for that kind More, of a thing. You had a life, I think. <laughs> no, nope, that's not it. <laughs> I just don't think I understood the internet back then. I don't think I did either. So did, did I didn't know about like user groups. No, me neither. When did it? So, uh, what season of the show did it start up immediately? Then you said that you already yeah, told it, me. I think probably predated the show, and then it it sort of was pretty active. I was just glancing at the Google Groups archives, mm-hmm. and it was pretty active into the early two thousands. So the show ended in ninety nine, and we sort of clung to it for a few years, mm-hmm. but it just sort of died out. And use groups in general became flooded with like porn spam mm-hmm. around, that, and nobody bothered to do anything about that. So they've fallen. <laughs> But largely, I think they're just mostly porn spam. But the archives exist. There's some great stuff in there, like digging through it. Um, like, well, we've talked about this before, but uh, because they talked in again, the DVD commentary leads me down so many paths. But they were like, "Oh, there's this French cartoonist." I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Because yeah. I'd seen this cartoon, and then I asked you about it, and you knew, "Oh, yeah, his name is Piano," and I still got some of his pictures. Thank you for posting those on Flickr, by the way. You're welcome. I love piano. I love that you uh, found out, you dug in and you really tracked him down and found out that he's a successful animator now with his own studio. Is that right? That's exactly right. It's it's nuts. And I never ended up recording that whole episode. But the the trying to find him was 
more difficult than you would think. I mean, I, I, mean, I tried a few times myself, but I gave up early because it seemed impossible. So I'm very impressed. Well, yeah, he was like, news group boy makes good. Jesse Thorne was a member of the news group at some point. I had forgotten. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I know he's still nut for news radio. Yeah, there are a lot of fun people. That's amazing. I, I, I just love that there was that much engagement. I'm sad that I wasn't part of it. But again, you know, I had a quote unquote life. Again, not true. Exactly. You, you had things to do. Not really. Now you uh, do that. <laughs> when uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about how you actually got to see an episode of the damn show taped live yourself, Tavy. Oh, yeah. So that was exciting. I was um, let me see. Let me, I was about 19 at the time. And I had um, made some great friends on this news group, and and my my folks uh, were were great enough to help me fly out to meet them and visit them from time to time. So I met up with my friend Adrian, who lived in Ann Arbor, who I also met from the news group, and my friend Erica came with me, and we decided that we would go out to LA um, for a few days and just visit it uh, and see a, a taping of the show. So oh. we were in touch, of course, with the great Mike Reisner. Mm -hmm. went Lon Cow on the news group. That was his handle. So we called him Lon Cow. I still kind of do. And he arranged, we told him we were coming out and we wanted to see the show. And he, he arranged some VIP seating for us and escorted us through the studio when we arrived. And it was very exciting and thrilling. I remember really well that there was a section of seats taped off with my name written on the, the duck. Yes. And it was fantastic. And uh, yeah, and we saw the show. And it was a four hour. Uh, taping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was a. Am I? I don't. Days don't make sense to me anymore. These memories fade. But I think it was a Friday night, mm -hmm. and um, it started probably six ish, and we um, eventually got to leave the seats uh, sometime after ten. All right. <laughs> it was thrilling, mm -hmm. and then it just eventually got exhausting, uh -huh. even as an audience member, just because it takes a long time to film a. 22 i'm sure you know you guys work in this world takes a long time to, to film a 22 minute uh sitcom it's and they, they used well. a lot of material as i remember that didn't make it into the the final oh, show yeah. i wish i had taken notes at the time i can't find any records of notes that i had taken at the time man I'm surprised if, if... there isn't a detailed uh, news group posting about it i looked for that too because i used to put everything on there and i think i was just feeling very like oh i'm not going to tell everybody that i had all this special treatment so i'm going to be quiet about my fun <laughs> show, so i didn't say it. it's stupid <laughs> down. um but i remember so i have, I have vague memories i just rewatched the episode i mean i have to be honest i love all of the seasons of news radio but season five is the one i've seen the least sure Mm -hmm. on rewatch so i hadn't seen wino in years when i rewatched it recently and i do remember like seeing the 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 scenes that i had seen um taped live were uh it was very familiar and i it, it all sort of came the feeling of being there came back to me but the specific things that happened didn't really the thing that stood out the most was that um it took a really long time for them to film the, the scene in the bath in the men's room Mm -hmm. where uh joe says something like come on freak <laughs> and 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 matthew just sort of shrugs and follows him because they cracked themselves up so much doing that they <laughs> really found that <laughs> hilarious and i just remember a lot of joe and andy sort of like cracking each other up and then running off together and giggling and, <laughs> and messing it up and having to do the scene again 
it's nice to know that that kind of energy was still there because you really can't tell from the way the show is shot if people were still like friends even (laughs) it's yeah those two were having like quite a time uh that that taping as i recall and it was hilarious for us to see i remember that the woman right in front of us in the audience had the most obnoxious loud laugh like (laughs) jarring and i heard her (laughs) I heard her on the on the sound like on the track on the laugh, <laughs> which was the live laughs. Um, when I rewatched it, I was like, "Oh God, that woman! You can hear her voice." <laughs> Usually, when I hear that in a crowd, I'm always like, "Oh, they're not going to use my laughter." So it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's. She was trying to make her laugh memorable so she could, you know, prove that she was having a good time or something. It was just way over the top. I've since found out through somebody who's a fan of this show, or at least who listens to the show, I don't want to speak for anybody, um, but who's definitely a fan of news radio, that they get paid for their laughs specifically. They have in the past. So that's a thing. I've been paid to laugh, but not for my laugh specifically. So it's a weird job. I I would do it. Yeah, of course. Unless it was like super racist and horribly sexist and sure stuff. sure <laughs> yeah i got paid 75 dollars to laugh at a, at a sitcom once wow. yeah went nowhere yeah it's not bad right that's because you didn't laugh with it you laughed at it that's exactly right yep <laughs> um so what what else was your uh, la adventure like i mean uh did you get to meet anybody else uh, did you get to hang out on the set at all we didn't go down to the set and in retrospect, I'm like, hmm, hey, why did I get to go on the set? But I do remember that Dave met us at the studio gate and escorted us and handed us over to Mike, which was sweet. That's and good. seemed so cool. to know my name, which was thrilling for me. Um, and then Dave kept coming over and, and checking on us and saying hi to us. Like, we were pretty far up in, mm. in the so He could come over and sort of talk to us over the railing. And he sort of took good care of us in that way. And it, the most thrilling thing for me, I think, was when he brought uh, Josh Lieb over to, and introduced him to me. Uh-huh. Josh seemed to know who I was and was excited to meet me. <laughs> and he also seemed really young. I think I said something like, aren't you in my science class or something? Like made some lame, you know, joke about 19. He, he seemed so young. But it yeah. was really exciting to meet one of the writers. <laughs> It's like that's a nerdy sitcom fan thing to say, I suppose. Oh, but. that's that's good. I wouldn't have appreciated it at the time. I like that you were that there were fans who were that deep into it. Oh yeah, we knew all the right. Like we really, it was very exciting and thrilling. That's so good. Damn it, yeah. that's good. How and long were? I, go I ahead. Think we went out to the place where the the cast goes after. There's some there's some restaurant. I can't remember what it was. Was called. it Pino? It may have been, it may well have been. I remember that there was fried calamari and that Paul Sims came over and, and talked with us for a bit after, which was exciting as well to meet him, obviously. Sure. Um, we mostly kept our own little table and they had their own little thing and we sort of said hi and mingled a bit, but um, it was a it was a fun night. Uh, <laughs> there so sort of good. fans there. There's a woman named Shing. I don't know if you've come across her, but she was someone who... I think went to all of the tapings. Wow. Wow. She moved out to LA, I think for school, but um, she was like a well-known fixture at the, at the news radio tapings and the after sort of after parties. Oh my Uh, God. Yeah. And we hung out with her for a little bit and yeah, she was quite a character. 
was she on the news groups too or just like yeah we knew her just from news groups but okay um, i mean she's still floating i think we follow each other on twitter or something she's still floating around out there so i shouldn't talk about her as if she's dead she's i'm sure she's doing great i don't know what she does now right Um, yeah she was like a college student and she just i think and uh was just there all the time for the tapings we were so jealous yeah i would be it's so crazy though. Even the show that you're obsessed with, though, you're still if you're going to every taping, it's still like you know four to six hours, depending upon how it goes. It's a lot. Yeah, I, I do remember uh, Joe yelling at the audience at one part um, when we were getting restless. He said, "Yeah, okay, settle down. I know your asses are numb. We all want to get out of here." Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been sitting there for so long. So, all right. So you get to see this this thing live. I want to know. I mean, obviously. You know, you're getting a little pampered. That's pretty good. Um, that's not bad. Uh, how did it... Do you, Are you the kind of person to get chills at this kind of thing? Because I know I would. Oh, yeah. No, it was surreal. Yeah. It was surreal. And because I had so many sort of emotional connections to the show from the friendships that I had made through it, really deep, life-changing friendships, being there, it, I'm not going to say it was religious because that's ridiculous, <laughs> but it was definitely a chilling, you know, exciting moment that I... I took the time to enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. feel that I was really there. There's the set. It's real. It's a real thing. It's a real place. It's, it was amazing. Uh, I mean, I, if it were me, I probably would have ended up using the word religious. So I guess I'm glad that we're interviewing you and you had the experience and I didn't. <laughs> it's probably better that way. How, how long after that did you uh, become, so you said it was around, no, yeah, so like the next year is when you started doing official yeah. stuff for Kids in the Hall. Yeah, so this was January 2019, and the first time I met all the Kids in the Hall in person at the same time was in November 2019, when they did a, a webcast in New York City, a <laughs> webcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> in preparation for the, the coming tour, the 2000 tour. That's crazy. Wow. Um, Wait, you said 2019? Oh, 1999. Oh, I'm sorry, 1990. Thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Jen. And, you know, everything happened in the last year, and I just forgot. Yeah, no, 1999. It's just been a really long year, guys. <laughs> long, four weeks. I, time has really stretched and compressed. Oh, and my God, I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The before times all blur together. Very yeah, much. 99 was a big year, I should say. For, um, you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate this question. But what was your top five or favorite year? <laughs> just curious. Uh, uh, with the with the news group, were you guys having as much trouble, especially in that last season, finding when the episodes would air of News Radio? Pretty pissed about it. I mean, we were all very on top of it. <laughs> we tracked it. Somebody would tell the rest. You know. Hey, it's on Wednesdays now. Now it's on Saturdays. You know, we got the news to each other that way. But um, we were very angry about it. And when um, when the show was finally canceled, we, there was definitely a letter writing campaign. And uh, I created, I figured out how to create a news group, and I created alta.tv.nbc-sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that the the um, the fans of Homicide. Life on the Streets, I think. Uh-huh. I think it was canceled around the, the same time. And they all flock there as well. So it was a bunch of news radio and on the side. <laughs> That's a weird convergence. Yeah. Um, we were very upset. But yeah, it was it was confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we were pissed about it. We, we saw that they weren't treating our show uh, as it deserved to be treated. 
Do you? I, I, I don't remember how I felt. I mean, I'm sure I was sad when the show got canceled, but you know, obviously it wasn't the same. Blah 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 blah. But like, you guys were still angry enough. You still wanted enough, even if it wasn't the perfect. The fifth season was imperfect. No, we wanted. We wanted to. You know, we wanted what you want. Yeah. We wanted. To- what would New Hampshire have been like? We wanted, mm-hmm. you know, Paul Sims to come back and maybe retool the thing and have a hand in it again more. And I don't know. We just wanted it to keep going. We wanted that cast to keep being together. We loved them. We loved the writing. We just wanted more. I yeah. found the post. It's pretty short that Dave asked me to post on the news group. Oh, please. Right Hello, everyone. This is Dave Foley. I just want to echo the sentiments and perhaps some of the spelling errors of my dear friend and colleague, Al Higgins. Your support of the show has been deeply appreciated by everyone at News Radio. Finally, our loveless marriage with NBC has ended. As always, it is the children who suffer the most. Sorry, kids. With great fondness, Dave. P.S. I think Josh should still post. So I think this was like before Josh had actually posted on the news group and Al Higgins had made a lovely post saying, I think Josh should say something. And we also <laughs> Josh into finally coming on. He did eventually come on and make his own post, but it was very sweet to hear from Dave. But yeah, we were all suffering <laughs> and mourning it together. And they came on and, and commiserated with us, which was lovely. God, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing I wasn't a part of the group because I would have been more emotionally invested than I already was. I'm, I'm now realizing I couldn't yeah. have handled it. Yeah, we were very emotionally invested. When yeah. um, when Phil died, it was a re- it was a very dark, you know, serious time, and yeah. that's certainly the the celebrity death that I never met Phil or interacted with him in any way. But it was like you know losing an uncle or something. Yeah, it was really yeah. hard. Uh, we all called each other, you know, IRL <laughs> when it happened to make sure each other were Aww. had heard the news and were okay, and we really mourned together on that news group. I mean, that's sweet. That's nice that you guys also, it, that it became like a support group on top of being this, you know. It really, really was. It was. It was lovely to have, to be part of that community during that. It's, it's, uh, how did you rediscover um, news radio Twitter then? Because I, I, it's become such a blur over the last four years that I have no idea how I even discovered I was talking to Neil earlier. I don't remember how I found his, po- his <laughs> Twitter, but... I- I feel as though I never qu- have never fully disengaged <clears throat> news radio. It's always been my favorite show. Yeah. And I think it just sort of found me on <laughs> news radio Twitter. Yeah. And I, you know, just organically found each other because I'll still talk about it. You'll still talk about it. We all, you know, and uh, once in a while I'll type news radio in and see if anybody else is talking about it. And I think that's how we find each other on Twitter these days. It's just weird that this is a thing that we can all get together on, that it's a piece of pop culture, that it means that much to us. And, it's a, you know, the the question this whole time is has been and will continue to be why this show. Um, but I always like to ask, um, you know, what what is it to you that makes a show perennial or at least like this weird comfort food for us fellow nerds? You know, even though I came to it as a Dave fan, um, and just was primed to love it. I was, I became a Dave fan because I was a kids in the hall fan and I was a comedy nerd. And it was very quickly clear that this was like just perfectly written comedy. Uh, It was just like nothing else that was on TV at the time. There were a lot of uh, cookie cutter sitcoms on on the various channels and especially Mm -hmm. NBC and for NBC to show us this 
you know, which had this surrealism and this sort of uh, <laughs> just uh, literary references and references to old comedy and, and things like that. Uh, it was like, like discovering, you know, gold in a mine. Have you ever read uh, News Radio and the Comedic Arts? <laughs> you know what? I found that because it's not, uh, I feel like it's not up know. properly anymore. It's but there's not. a it's PDF. It's way back machine for sure. And I way just back, found, yeah. Yeah, I just found a PDF of it, so I will send it to you. Yes, please, because it's something I wanted to read because it's been mentioned before. So that's what? news group people, too. Um, and Liao is one of the the co-writers of it who she was a news group a very uh, prolific news group participant and then um, someone named adrian Fu, who i don't remember quite as well but he may well have been a news group person too but they really wrote like a very uh well researched sort of almost like a book like a um with a table of contents and everything just um a sort of a love letter to news radio they're obviously fans but also really dissecting like the various kinds of comedy that are referenced the physical comedy and then talking about um, the writing the performances of the cast and what makes it so special and uh it has spoken for me for years because they're so much more eloquent about what makes it great uh but it, it just came to mind when you asked me what i loved about the show because yeah it's uh it's people who know comedy and know what they're talking about. Yeah. It's weird the way it has engaged people because I, I don't know that, you know, these other shows, you know, that were maybe a little had a have had more longevity in terms of like people giving a shit for whatever reason, like friends. Um, mm -hmm. They've stuck around in their own way uh, for everybody. Everybody seems to love those shows. That's not my style, but. Mm -hmm news radio is this i don't know i don't know why it's this niche and that why why we keep finding each other why it's important that we keep finding each other um except that there seems to be a shared tragedy but also like again i was talking with neil about it earlier it's comfort food for me yeah absolutely comfort food i don't know i think it's something to do with paul i think mm -hmm. it's something to do with paul's brain and how it works and people who get how that brain works then we're the writers are those people but we the fans are also those people we're tapping into some kind of alchemy that uh, speaks to us and keeps speaking to us. It's it's really a timeless show. Sure, that, it doesn't have it has you know it has topical references. I mean, but a Foucault. <laughs> but there, the topical references aren't the point. You know. Yeah. It just it's really very timeless. Well, was, uh, I don't know, I mentioned this to Jason before, but it's uh, one of those very few shows where I will say something or respond to somebody and then realize later, like, oh, wow, I just, just did exactly what they did in news radio. I took the line, and I didn't know that till after I said it. <laughs> I do it all the time. I will, <laughs> I, I will say, I'll, I'll see a squirrel with, like, a, a sort of a raggedy tail walking down this, like, in a park in New York, and I'll just say, what's the story with your tail, son? <laughs> I can't help but think in these lines. It's just part of my brain now. I know you oh, get no. it. Yep, one hundred percent. Holy! I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you guys are all talking to squirrels. That's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you on the talking to squirrels. I, I've been doing doing it on crows. That's a different thing. We can't. <laughs> It's fine. Crows are smarter. They might at some point start quoting news radio back to you. That's why I stopped because they did. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, I'm so sorry. That's frightening. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Tavy, do you have... Well, did we ask this? Did I already ask this this fucking basic-ass question But what's your favorite episode? Did we already ask that? Oh, no, you didn't. Okay, um, good. Whenever, you know, it's although it's also hard for me to pick, sure. it always... Um, Stargate Defender always springs to mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God, I'm not even saying the right name of the episode. What's it's Arcade, but... That's okay. It's arcade. It's all right. This I'm is... As I said, I've become old. <laughs> My brain has become mush. But arcade, yeah, I think I think arcade. It, it'll change from day to day. <laughs> sure. No, that's fair. That's uh, That has come up a yeah, lot. it's a really good episode. I mean, it's my favorite episode. It's Neil's favorite episode. That's um, the sandwiches, too, no? Yeah. 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 It's got so with... much going on. <laughs> I'm into Dave's desk and uh, office and dropping all the quarters on his desk. It's just mm-hmm. well, it's it's crazy because uh, Jason, as we've we've mentioned, like everyone says, you know, Kane. But when you think about it, when you rewatch the Kane, as great as episode that is, like the B story isn't as good as like Arcade. I feel like no, not at all. Yeah, Kane did bring to mind as well, though. Of course, it's <laughs> of course Kane. And- I mean, I always thought it was a cane and or or smoking until I got the DVDs and revisited and kept rewatching. I'm like, oh man, this is the one that sticks with me. Yeah, and is that season three? Uh, yes, yeah, season three, episode four, I think. I feel like season three has some of the bet, like the strongest, yeah, purest news radio episode, and it's before you know season four and we lose Catherine and mm-hmm. those arcs with uh, Lauren Graham, which, which are great arcs. Mm-hmm. Start in but they they almost seem like you know bringing in additional characters because of you know we need more but season three was the most like with that core group of cast uh well anytime they had those arcs it was this weird moment where it felt like the other sitcom world was encroaching into this tiny special sitcom world yeah and it wasn't always unwelcome but it was like well this is something new this is our 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 guys doing their thing as much but. right exactly I, I i will say i love johnny johnson and frankly would have been fine with him as a regular um i think <laughs> if he wasn't maybe if he was less evil the whole time because bill was evil in his own way so right. yes but he got it he got it he kind of changed at the toward the end there sure sort of everybody I, has an arc on this show we've very few of them change for the better sure the person as as she starts out fresh faced and by the end as Jen has so eloquently documented (laughs) he's he's become a shell of a human being. Yeah. (laughs) Um Matthew starts out with reporting, a reporting job (laughs) where he's doing work. Allegedly. Right. (laughs) And by the end he's barely speaking in sentences. He's Like hilariously stupid, uh-huh. but like so their arcs are not about like character improvement. <laughs> but everybody does have a journey. Yeah, yeah start I... becomes like the most paranoid conspiracy theorist by the end. That uh-huh. that doesn't show up as much in the beginning. I feel like Matthew also slowly became, as has already been mentioned, slowly became just a horrible human being as it went on. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's been poor Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting. I had forgotten. I was re-listening. Well, I guess we're gonna have to actually talk about these when we do our episodes later. But um, uh, in the commentary for the final episode, um, you know, Paul's they asked Paul. Somebody asked Paul, "Would you have had Lisa and Dave end up together by the end of the show if it had extended and gone on longer?" He's like, "I think so." And I was surprised to hear him say that. 
but that would have been maybe the only positive arc the show maybe although they yeah. could have just been miserable anyway you know i mean them being miserable but together would have been funnier that's for sure Absolutely. But that, I, mean, I still would have wanted that because it was like mom and dad broke up and they never got back together and we never got, you know, mom got a new husband and he's funny, but it's not Dave and <laughs> we never got that resolved. <laughs> he ends up with Johnny, doesn't she? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, okay, that's real life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to know where they are now. Like this is this is one of those things, you know. Hashtag five seasons in a movie, Paul. I'm just saying, if you're listening. Did they go uh, to New Hampshire? Did she go to New Hampshire? She did, didn't she? I yeah, haven't read every, everybody except for uh, Dave and Matthew. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wonder. I wonder. And my thought is. for the opening has always been, <laughs> if, if it's a dream or not, Dave is still at WNYX at his desk 20 years <laughs> later yeah. as we cut to the beginning of it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a dream or what, but I still like the idea. You know what I think would be funny? Huh. If like it was a slightly somehow more successful or busier or or bigger staffed um um office they wouldn't all have to be main characters by any means but like if there was a mail room mm-hmm. and dave came on so late that there was only an opening in the mail room for him <laughs> <That's interesting. laughs> yeah okay. oh my God, i love this <laughs> me too there he's already committed he expected he would get a, a similar level of job but nope He's forced to take the mailroom job, and he really does it as well as he can because he's Dave. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all right, Dave, that's all we got. That long down there, but I think it'd be a funny start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> of course, uh, we got something for you, Dave. I got, I got something for you. Come on over. <laughs> oh God damn it! That's so. Good. How's my little mailman? <laughs> I'm pushing the cart. It's a little hat. Delivering people their their mail. <laughs> Um, so have you, uh, over the, over the years, I know you've met some of the other folks from news radio. A couple. Yeah. A, a couple. Um, have they mostly, uh, you don't have to talk about them. Maybe they're uneventful. Maybe they're just, Hey, let's meet. But I'm just no, curious. Uh, the speak. most exciting one actually happened. Let me see. What year is it again? <laughs> <laughs> I think 2020. Sure. Uh, it was like four years ago. Um, uh, the kids in the hall were <laughs> on uh, late night. One of the late night. Oh my gosh, which late night show? Some late night show that Seth Meyers. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, so the kids in the hall went on Seth Meyers and um, said, "Hey, Tavia, you want to come hang out with us in the green green room?" And I'm like, "Yep, love it." <laughs> so I went over there, and Stephen Root was there. Yes. Dave and Christy, his wife, and uh, Stephen was there with his wife, whose name I can't remember. I feel really bad about that, but she was lovely. Um, and so we're just, you know, sort of hanging out in the green room, and I and and I'm thinking I've got to say something to Stephen Root. I have to. I don't know if he knew me or remembered me or knew anything of my name at all or had ever heard of me. Uh, but I just I said to him, um, you know, and I don't yeah I don't talk to celebrities usually. <laughs> I just am too shy to talk to anyone, but I, I did say, um, you know, news radio was my favorite show of all time. It was really important to me, and I loved your work on that. And he just lit up, you know. Aww. He he, taught, he just said some general things about how it was the greatest you know job he ever had, and how much fun he had working on it. And uh, he sat with me in the couch in the green room a little, and just and just uh, talked a little bit about how how much he loved those guys. And that was super special Damn to me. 
then at one point we're waiting around, you know, chatting in various ways. And he turns to me and says, Hey, do you want to get a selfie? Yes. I was like, nice. yes. Like he said, I would never suggest that. But yes, <laughs> I do. So it's one of my most precious memories is getting to meet a Stephen Root. And um, he was in a play in New York, like a few weeks later. And I was like, I didn't realize he was doing the play. We got to go. So my husband and I went to go see it. He was in Marjorie Prime. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really, really good and really sad. And <laughs> afterwards, I, uh, after the show, I, I went, you know, to his ladies room before leaving. And I ran into him on the stairs coming out of it. And he, re- he remembered me and gave me a big hug. Yeah, so that's, that's so cool. Even root meeting was that I made an impression. I guess he knew me as Dave's friend or something. So <sighs> that was very special. Damn it, that's and then good. the other most amazing and surreal thing is um, in 2015 at one of the uh, Kids in the Hall tour after parties for their 2015 tour, Paul Sims was there with Maura Tierney. And uh, Paul was, you know, lovely. And we said hi and exchanged a few words. And I don't remember formally meeting Maura. I think she was very, you know, not, um, I'm shy. And I think she might be kind of shy or, you know, not, not into just, reaching out to strangers so i understand that but at one point before leaving paul asked me for a selfie <laughs> so this is, they're connect, collecting selfies with me awesome love it um, but he handed his phone to mora and mora sort of uh, took it up for us and directed us into the best light and stuff so that was a very wonderful surreal moment for me is that it's i'm not quite met mora tierney but she's taking a picture <laughs> of me with paul sims and I didn't ask for this to happen. Yeah, I mean, come on. Magical. That's so, so that's good. another memory chest. Uh, very special. I love that from, you are from their, now on. their shared celebrity. You're their shared that. celebrity fan. Yeah, I'm a, well, I'm an inside joke. I'm not a famous person, but I'm someone that if you were in a certain place at a certain time on the internet, you know my name. Well, I mean, you did you did go out of your way. How long has Tavy rhymes with gravy been the the moniker that goes with it, though? Oh my gosh, almost the whole time I think I've been on Usenet because yeah. people were saying it wrong, and it really bummed me out. Sure, <laughs> I had to get some sort of mnemonic in there. That's weird and, to me. It's only got one V. Were they saying Tavi? Is that what was happening? Tavi, yeah. What? Tavi? I don't know. Really? <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. It's very weird to me. <laughs> Abby, but I must be correct them. It has to be said correctly. So rhymes with gravy became my thing. It's fair. <laughs> I feel like every time anyone asks you for uh, any celebrity asks you for a selfie again, I think you should just say, uh, you know, all right, just this once. <laughs> yeah, really. Like I'm the famous person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really do that, but okay. <laughs> Act a little put out, and then they're like, they're gonna want a selfie every time they see you. So you know, well, I kicked right, the don't desk. Tag that's me. what happened. I accidentally kicked my desk. That was the loud noise. Thanks, thanks, Jen. Thanks for calling it out. That's fine. It was scary. I'm sorry. <laughs> out there, is it all right? I have a very tiny desk for a grown man, and I kicked the damn thing. And I gotta make a note, kicked desk like an idiot. But there we go. This long for me. I'm a big fan of this podcast and I was really hoping something that stupid we'd would go happen. Off the rails and then you'd have to sing uh you'd have to sing the Paul Simon song. We thought about it, but how the hell do we do that in sync <laughs> yeah, if you've noticed it in the same room? Ugh. Can you just insert uh, a clip from a previous episode of you <laughs> that at this point? Look, we could, but I think those clips are gone. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Yay. I don't even know how that came about. Whatever. This show is stupid. Um, I don't know. I thought that we were going to start doing a running gag where we did a different song every time, but then it just kept going no. back to that one. No. I- <laughs> it's too good. It's too good of a dumb song, of a dumb dad song to do. Funny. Um, well, now that I know that Tavy appreciates it, now I don't regret ever doing it. <laughs> right? I will definitely give you a selfie if we ever meet, Alan. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Just this once, right? I'm like an exception for you. <laughs> How, uh, so I read, I sort of, you know, news radio is always in the back of my head, but rediscovered it on dvd because of an emergency situation i'm just curious did you have any gaps or was it just like finally this fucking show exists on dvd i you know it was a real relief um when i didn't have to turn to my vhs's (laughs) right (laughs) and i think when did the dvd release first happen five or six yeah okay yeah i think there were still like vcrs were still in use at that time so i think i Seamlessly switch it over to finally mm-hmm. all together. Let's watch this on a, a real format. Yeah, I was very excited for the DVDs to come out. God, uh, if yeah, if it wasn't for those, obviously it would be much harder to do this fucking uh, podcast. Of course, it's streaming anywhere. I Here's know, one. or in HD. I don't know come what. I look. I keep emailing people. I just don't know if I'm emailing the right people because I'm getting ignored. I will just they say look. That. They look terrible on Amazon. I'm just going to say. Do they? That, uh, especially this, this last season, because I had a scratch on my DVD, so I had to download an episode. It just it looks so pixelated. Really? Yeah. This is so annoying to me. <laughs> we just had the 25th, right? Mm-hmm. What, am I right? 25th? Yep. Oh, God. We were going to do a live show about it, but guess what? That didn't happen. Well, oh, there's a pandemic. Hmm. Mm. Yep, thanks, Alan. Yep, thanks for um, saying that. Wait, one. what? What's yep. happening? <laughs> the drum up momentum for you know. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what's happening. Just, <laughs> this is a very dumb show. Uh, so okay, we've talked about your favorite episode. We've talked about you know what? Here's a question. I don't think we. I, often ask people and I normally would I think only ask people who worked on this show but I'm curious two question two part question Tavy if you don't mind hi Jason dispatcher from Fort Austin podcast um, Jason. Go ahead. part one um what do you think the legacy of the show will be in a few years and what would you like it to be mm. you know some acknowledgement of the way the TV landscape, the comedy TV landscape has changed um, since news radio was on in terms, you know, we switched away from three camera sitcoms and uh, there are a lot more cultural references and things. Um, And I think you've picked up on that people rip off gags from news radio all the time. I think so. All the time. I would love to see some sort of wider cultural acknowledgement. And I think there's been some, I mean, Mm -hmm. People acknowledge that it's a, a brilliant show, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just I just think there should be there should be more. It should be more lionized. And then, of course, six seasons in a movie is what I hope. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. It could even I... be like a British season. It could be like four or six episodes. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm cool. Yeah. Get something. I'm cool with it. Closure. Like the card of of reboots. It huh. can be in a Really different feel. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I've been wondering that too. In my head, I'm like, what, would it have to be a single, uh, you know, a single camera? It might have to be. I don't right. know. 
It might, but that might be great. It could be fan-fucking-tastic, as long as... And do something in a different way with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as they don't break our hearts like Picard did ten times in one season, that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I got 11. 11. Ooh, wow, well yeah. done. I got one more. Well, I will say this also, Tavy. Like, I'm trying to get, and I think this is like a at least a good leap. I'm trying to get a guy who wrote on Community on the podcast because I know he was a news radio fan. Yes, that's a great idea. I think that's yeah, like that's- the perfect leap. Yeah, there's definitely some feel of news radio in in Community. Mm-hmm. Because they, they've acknowledged, I think that the show Spaced, which is one of my favorite shows, and I know one of Jen's favorite shows. That show was definitely an inspiration to community. But now that I know that one of the writers was like a fan, I'm like, oh, please. And this guy's also written a ton of very successful things. So I need him on the podcast so that he can confirm whether or not news radio influenced Spider-Man or not. <laughs> Let's just say that. When I think Spider-Man, I think news radio. Of course. I mean, New York City, that's it. Um, Actually, that's another thing. What what do you think of uh, news radio's fictionalized New York? Uh, and what was how early did you go to the Criterion Building, quote unquote? Uh, all I, immediately as soon as I could. <laughs> I remember uh, I needed to walk past. Was it Forty First and Broadway? Fortieth and Broadway is the so, exterior. Yeah. And every time I walked past it, I was wildly excited and pointed it out. <laughs> Crappy Mexican place was on Bleecker. Uh, the exterior of that um, with the the colorful neon hat and i that was always very exciting i think that place is gone now Damn. but every time oh. I, i'm not i'm not 100 sure but every time i walk past it that the lipstick building which was very close to um sort of where i lived um on the upper east side i lived on roosevelt island right across the river mm-hmm. so i across, uh, jimmy james's office was in the lipstick building as we called it uh-huh. that was another fun <laughs> exterior uh re-watching wino uh with my husband who um is a big uh, subway nerd uh-huh. rail fan and the ending in the subway station uh he just con- casually commented oh what a strange universe where the end train stops at 72nd street <laughs> <laughs> like that was his takeaway from I that i love it <laughs> although i do wonder why they were all the way uptown the the office is supposed to be downtown mm-hmm Right? Like, why did they go up to 72nd Street? You know, yeah. we, in our brains, I think I keep forgetting that they're establishing shots for his office in my head. I'm like, oh, no, he's in the same building. But no, you're right. Fuck, he's in a totally different fucking building. The whole gang must have gotten cabs, I mm-hmm. assume, mm-hmm. or taken the subway together to get there for that last scene. Like, the whole office decided yeah. to go down. <laughs> It's pretty wow. fun. It's a fun New Yorker moment to watch. Their subway portrayals are always very interesting on television shows. This is a non-news radio question. I apologize for it in advance. Um, is Roosevelt Island, am I not correct that Roosevelt Island gets rid of its garbage by pneumatic tube system? Yes, it does. Amazing. And I will tell you in a very nerdy piece of trivia that for a, the first place to do it, the first two places in America to do that, it's called the AVAC system, are uh, Roosevelt Island and Walt Disney World. Oh, wow. That I did not know. That is really funny. It's another... (laughs) That's a Tavy reference. (laughs) 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 News radio, but I love it. (laughs) Yes, Alan, please. You had a question. Oh, no, I was going to... Yes, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Tavy... News radio podcast, please. (laughs) Go ahead. Alan, it's your turn now. Go ahead. 
Well, look, a man walks down the street. He says, "Why am I soft in the middle?" Uh, Tavy, uh, what before? So before your obsession with Kids in the Hall, I'm actually just curious if you remember like the stuff you were obsessed with before diving into this world. Hmm. Uh, my mom was a big comedy nerd, so she was the original Kids in the Hall fan. So I think I sort of came to it through a lot of like. She loved British comedy. We watched Monty Python, nice. um, Brian Laurie. Yes. Uh, I was also a really big uh, Chris Elliott fan, so I, I watched a lot of that with her. So we loved uh, Get a Life or Letterman. Oh my God. <laughs> Get a Life, nice. <laughs> so good. I was very young. On Nickelodeon, there was a Canadian sketch comedy show called You Can't Do That on Television. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. Canadian sketch comedy love. So only nerdy things, nothing cool. <laughs> I, I I beg to differ with the cool factor. I mm-hmm. think it's very cool, but you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I'm a nerd. So that <laughs> damn mom a good taste, son of a bitch. Yeah, good. that's good stuff to my, expose your kid to. Yeah. My mom watched Murder She Wrote. That's all I got. <laughs> nice. I, didn't, I didn't discover Murder She Wrote until about four years ago, and oh man, what? I'm all. <laughs> you know the Murder She Wrote house is up here at the. You come out and visit. We'll, we should do the Universal <laughs> tour because it's up there. <laughs> yes, we'll show you. We'll I, I was just I was creeped out. She lived in this small town, and everybody around her kept getting killed. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> real messed up. We know she was either doing it or hiring someone to do it. Yeah, right? obviously, so she, she, she hired all those people and then turned them all in. Yeah, she had a deadline for these murder novels. Yeah. She had to. I mean, it's... yeah, it's true. It's very true. Guys, this is our murder. She wrote podcast. <laughs> Uh, Angela Lansbury will be joining us next week. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I wonder if she ever watched news radio. <laughs> you know, I, I have, have to say she didn't. I, that about <laughs> I know. I I wonder that too. I'm like, there's no way, right? But I want to <laughs> ask random people. I, I it's really too bad that like I will have people in this room from for other podcasts and like nobody ever clocks the news radio stuff on the wall so I'm like yeah nobody cares but I also think it's a very busy wall so sometimes I'll be like so yeah there's this I got another podcast about the show called new called news radio and they oh what was that I'm like fuck fine yeah. never mind <laughs> sometimes sometimes there's recognition but most of the time nobody's flipping the fuck out like our fellow actors maybe it's an actor thing Alan you know maybe. It- I don't know. It's maybe it's a, a very actory show. Am I? You think that could be something? It could be. It's usually it, the the actors that I know love it seem to be like really good actors that I like working with. So that's that's good. Yeah. So you just had strong ass influences. Getting to watch people <laughs> fucking fuck around <laughs> professionally. In the cast, just an incredible Candy Alexander. Are you Oof. kidding me? No. Yeah. Please. Even you know even Joe Rogan. Yeah. Was- very good mm-hmm. at doing that character. I mean, it's never a, you know, felt act like it never took me out of the scene when he would be Joe. He no, was great. right? Yeah, it's perfect. It's and also that he was apparently willing to make fun of himself, which you wouldn't necessarily yeah. now think would be the case. But right, hey, in the day, mm-hmm. that a lot. I love it. Such a damn good show. We could talk about this for several hours. And here we go. Um, but how out of sync was that for you, Tavy? That was beautiful. Oh, okay, good. Same room. I love it. Tavy, make a note, Jason. Edit it so it's in sync. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Um, Tavy, 
what do you want to leave the people with? We'll have you back on the show, but um, is there anything you where you want people to find your stuff, Kids in the Hall stuff, uh, find you, uh, anything coming up? Um, yeah, you know what? Follow K-I-T-H, Kith Online, on Twitter. Um, I, I run that, and that's where all the news, if you're interested in that stuff, um, a lot of it comes through. There's a website, kidsinthehall.ca, that I also run, but it's less um, fun than the Twitter. Um, as for me, you can follow me at the Real TV on Twitter if you want. You don't have to. It's not that fun. <laughs> I would. I would, too. I Tavy's great. But, yeah, definitely check out the Kids in the Hall, you know, have a, a series that they're running for Amazon, and we hope that one day they'll be able to shoot it mm -hmm. <laughs> when people are able to be in rooms together again. Mm -hmm. And so look out for that because it's going to be amazing. Agreed. You're a delight, Tavy. Like we've been so waiting to, for, to have this happen yeah. forever. Podcast. I'm such a fan of it. I listen to all the episodes. I love mm -hmm. you guys. I love the ether. I love all of the imaginary <laughs> spheres and real. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I just can't wait to hear more of you guys talking together. I love it. Um, and there's yeah. probably going to be more than we originally realized uh, at some point. We'll, we'll discuss this on future episodes. But we were worried, hey, how are we going to fill uh, time between now and October since people are willingly paying us money to make this show now? Uh, but <laughs> Thank you all. Uh, yeah, thank you so, so, so much. much. If you guys go to Patreon, here, here's right what now. I'll promote. Go to patreon.com slash stolen dress and so go to the you. news radio tier and because um, it is the most funded tier on there for my Patreon. So do that. Uh, if you want to kick us a little money, you get bonus episodes, uh, including I think this month's is going to be um, the video version of our upcoming interview with TV's Wally Langham, who played Stuart, which was a good episode. Yeah. It's a lot cool. of fun. He also may be helping us out with the news radio comic for something. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Mm, I hope oh, so. Wow. I'm so excited. Sounds good. I got to work on that, too. TV, do you draw? Sometimes I guess I should work on that too, huh? I'm just trying to. I'm trying you to know just. She draws. She's good. I'm just putting the screws to her right now so Damn that it. she does something for it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna participate. I swear to God. Oh please, good. That's amazing. Um, damn it. Well, this is this is a delight. You're fun, Tavy. We think you're great. Um, there's just one thing left to say, and I don't know if you want to say it, Alan, or if I want to say it, or if Tavy wants to say it. We could all try and sync it up, but it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think we should just let, let's just see what happens if we just let Tavy say it. Catch you later, B-Cakes. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can also send snail mail to Stolen Dress Entertainment, P.O. Box 805, Burbank, California, 91503. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs>